Welcome to the Well-Rounded Geek Podcast, episode 37. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gaiman, and this is another edition of Friends for Life, where my friend Jessica and I talk about some of our favorite lifestyle and popular culture topics. What's up, Jessica? Hi, I'm back. We're back. We're back. It's been a grind, but we're here. We have a long list of grinds our gears because there's been a gap. Uh... There's been some things happening in our personal lives that we're going to be talking about too. And then obviously we're going to talk about some of the popular culture topics. I do want to talk about a video game that we've been playing as well. So that'll be our final topic. But let's start with what's been grinding our gears lately. My list was long. I had to whittle it down again. It always is because there's always a gap between when we meet. And mm-hmm. so I just feel like every day there's I, I could add something probably every single day in my Same. life to this list. So I have to like Is your I list like it down. I was laughing because I have to decode what I put in my notes app out of frustration. I'm like, why wait, why did I put this again? Oh, it was yeah. that guy. It was that old uh-huh. guy in front of me driving uh-huh. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 100 i feel like i'm gonna be set for the next like four (laughs) times we talk because of how long my list is but Mm -hmm. let's start with you i have four we'll go through yours and then we'll go through mine so what's been grinding your gears lately okay so this isn't um this isn't like a i guess it's it's more of a what used to grind my gears back in the day. So it's kind of like a double whammy of our topics. But um, when I went, when we were in school, do you remember like having to read aloud in class? Yes. And how like anxiety producing that was? Yes. Like were, were you freaked out? Oh, a hundred percent. And then you would stumble <laughs> over your words. Cause you're like, you knew, cause they would say like, Blah, 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 this section, blah, 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 this section, Jeff, you're going to be here. So you're waiting. You don't even know. You have no fucking idea what they're saying before you because no, you're so no. scared. Nope, nope. And you're supposed to be retaining, right? We're reading aloud. No, we're learning yeah. about, you know, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I'm not I'm not listening or learning what, you know, Joe Schmo's reading aloud. I'm sweating yes because i've got the third paragraph so that was like i feel like in school that was like a big grinds my gears because i was like why are they doing this to us like this is they know like i feel like deep down teachers know in their souls that this is like a form of student torture oh 100 today i'm like today they're acting up so we're gonna do some read aloud for sure but (laughs) i i feel like they're setting us up for future trauma too because that still happens to me at work like i'm in certain presentations i'm like just waiting you think i pay attention to anything at the beginning of our presentation no i am literally shitting myself until my slides come on 
<laughs> and like reciting I mean, my words, praying I don't slip up, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess it got better, like, when I got older and I was, like, in college and I went to get my master's. But I do remember, like, still doing, having to do presentations and, like, reading. Like, mm -hmm. I can spitball with the best of them, like, just talking to people. I, I feel like I'm very articulate. But, like, reading, I feel like my IQ goes down 50 yeah. points because I'm, like, and then he... Uh, it's like, I feel like I'm just like, I've never read in my life. So mm -hmm. I feel so, it's the and anxiety. then remember, like, did you take Spanish? Yeah. Multiple I mean, iterations I think you of you Spanish. You had to, yeah. right? I don't or, know like, anything. You had, to take a, you had to take a foreign language yeah. for a semester. So we would have to read aloud in Spanish. Mm -hmm. It's a double What? <laughs> No, that's cruel. That's just that's just cruel. <clears throat> I wonder if they still do that with students. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously Probably. Cameron's my old my oldest. He's not old enough to like to tell me yet, but like, oh my god, that's just that I used remember to, that used to, that's not a grind my gears, that's a terrifying childhood memory. <laughs> it's a PTSD. <laughs> we need to add mm -hmm. a new segment. What caused trauma? I remember like you have anxiety to not slip up on your words and you felt like you needed to read it fast, like fast and efficient. If you read it fast <laughs> and didn't slip up, it was impressive. Like how <laughs> lame is that? Like, oh, I'm a cool kid. If I can read four sentences without messing up the apostrophe S on something. But mm -mm. no, I feel the same way. I still feel that way towards work and it kills me. <laughs> and then... Because you're anxious and worried is why you slip up and why you feel like like your IQ fell a little bit when you go to read. Yeah. Because you're just worried. If you just, I don't know, sometimes, like I've always been jealous of the people even in college that don't do anything and then they just wing a presentation and actually is okay. But I think there's something to be said with that where <laughs> they're not giving a shit and then... Even if they're unprepared, it comes off more natural, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I agree. Okay, so this one is very specific. So, but I'm sure, like, you can, I guess you can understand the the issue I have. And this is a, can be a very difficult part of my job. So, I am a nurse practitioner, so I see kids, and that comes along with, seeing um you know i'm sure uh, like a lot of you know i have to deal with the parents way mm -hmm. more than i have to deal with the kids so the the job is unique in the fact that i'm interacting with the parents obviously more than i'm interacting with the child and it's just like this interesting thing that i have to kind of navigate so obviously i see brand new babies so they come in for, you know, after they were born, they come in, they see me, I do a, an exam on the baby. Um, quite often the dads are there and they're on their phone during mm. the visit and it, the definition of grind my gears is how my soul feels during those, during those visits. Because now, granted, I, I respect the fact that the father does go through 
um, a big change, right? He's sleep deprived. He's, you know, this is like a, a new thing for him as well. But when I have a brand new, like four day old baby, the four day old or the four day postpartum mom who is like so tired, her body mm -hmm. is so exhausted. She's just like going through it emotionally and physically. Um, nobody understands how that feels other than the mom. And then when she's like anxious and nervous and like asking all these questions, which is like super valid. And then dad is over there playing like Scrabble on his phone. The worst. That makes me physically like so mad. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no so repercussion much. to it either. Like they don't even get in trouble for it. And that can be you can take that even further like that's something that grinds my gears in general with just certain dads nowadays especially oh. like they're already checked out they're yeah. not present you know mm -hmm. they're not engaged when they should be like are you kidding me it's not it's not all on the mom this was a a, a mutual yeah. thing you know yeah. i feel terrible yeah. but i could only <laughs> you probably get pissed especially mm -hmm. coming from being a mother and being there in those yes. moments so it probably just yeah. destroys you and like i get obviously like you know this may be it may not even be like a conscious decision that this the, yeah. these people it's are just making how they're they you behave. know yeah or maybe this is how they maybe they're anxious or maybe yeah. they're nervous or maybe this is their coping mechanism like i right. get all of that we're having like really important discussions about like how to care for a newborn baby like you've got to be engaged yeah that's you know, a gotta... this is an important moment to be engaged like you should be right. paying attention you don't have to read right. you're not gonna have to read soon you should be paying attention at these yeah. topics yes you gotta listen i'm not gonna quiz you mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's just it's really been something that has been bothering me lately at work. And it's like it is really hard because obviously my job, I have to be very professional. I have to be um, kind of on on my game like all the time. And um, I do sometimes find myself like being so bothered by it that it like can affect how well I do my job. Yeah. So it's like it, it's been bothering me in a way like that just, you know, I mean, obviously with, with medicine, especially nowadays, like there's just, there's so much tension with things. It's very, you know, pediatrics, especially with like immunizations and like the COVID stuff. It's like, there are difficult conversations that I have to have on the daily basis with parents and yeah. with patients if they're old enough. And so like this one, I have obviously like not been able to address because it is not my place to say mm -hmm. like, Hey, put your phone down, pay attention. Like, yeah. If it's it was just a Grey's so Anatomy episode, to... they would definitely call them. I know, out. <laughs> right? I'm like, I need to take, I need to take a, a tip or two from Meredith Grey. Um, now, if the patient has a phone or a tablet, that is going bye bye because mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not playing those games. Like, that's a whole different, obviously, a whole different thing. But th there's so many things that bother me about about my day to day at work. But that one in particular, I think, especially like. I mean, obviously, like, you know, the mom is like, whether she had a C-section or a vaginal delivery, like whatever, she is like in pain, right? Right. So like when she has to like 
stand up and like go over to the baby and like change the baby's diaper and like put the baby in the car seat and the dad is just like sitting there like could you imagine (sighs) this is how i always sometimes validate what grinds my gears and and it gives me peace to make sure i know that i'm thinking the right way (laughs) towards things if the shoe was on the other foot that would be blasphemous like that would never fly It'd be impossible. You can't even, you almost can't even picture that happening, right? You can't picture the dad doing everything and the mom sitting there on their phone. So the fact that it happens, it's bad. I'd be pissed if I were you. Mm, It's, it's tough. I mean, the amount of time I do spend like physically biting my tongue is, is very, is very high. Um, but I mean, again, it comes with the territory. It comes with the job when you're, when you're in a field where it's like, essentially when it comes down to it, it's a service, right? It's customer service. So like they come to us for a service and we provide that service. So it's like, it is like that give and take of like respecting, obviously like that this is their child. It's their, they get to make the decisions. They get to go about it a certain way, but it's our job to make sure that we're doing what's right for the kids so it's uh it can be really it can be really tough some days for sure all right what do you got so let's start off with this do you ever go to a restaurant where waiters don't write down stuff have you ever seen that like they're so cocky they've been there for like four years so they're like i don't need to write down anything but then they get Uh your order wrong (laughs) How mad that makes me so mad. And it's always like it's always when I know I'm about to order a bunch of shit too. I'm like, you're gonna need a notepad, dude. And then they get it wrong. My sister's <laughs> been getting screwed with that too, and she's like she knows. She calls it out ahead of time because Natalie and Jacqueline used to be servers. So she's like, uh-huh. they're gonna mess this up. And it's always messed up. It's like, why are you, it is so easy to just jot something down. Why do people do that? That leads to like another thing where sometimes people are overconfident with their jobs and they shouldn't be, you know, you should still be a little bit humble. Right. Especially if they like ask, like they, they ask what you want and then they don't write it down, but then they like come back and like clarify like sometimes I've had that where they're like, wait, did you say like no lettuce or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you should have yes, wrote it down. They always you would do know. That. Yeah. I mean, I the, appreciate clarification, but like. Oh you God. wouldn't have had to do that. I also have been experiencing when they do that where they don't write it down and then they go to reiterate it back to you because, you know, they're supposed to like tell it back to you. They like forget a couple things and I'm like, don't forget the side of hash browns. It's like, oh yeah. Like what? Why are yeah. you writing this down? Like I don't know. That's insane I- to me. I already struggle even remembering anything on my day to day. I would never oh be able to do that, you know? But no. I feel like they no. when they get super confident in their job, it's almost like they get off on the fact that they would be able to yeah. memorize everyone's order and get it successful. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. That just rubs me the wrong way. It does. And then like, then what do they do? They go like back to the cook and say like, 
this is what they want. So it's like there's like two different steps or two different people that there's potential for error. Yeah. So like, what is the point? You know, it's like, like the telephone. And like game. you said, yeah, it's like telephone. So it's like it's going to be you're you're definitely going to not get those hash browns because that's mm-hmm. just not it's it's. And then, like you said, like <clears throat> I can't remember like why I went to a, into a room half the time. So like. I'm going to get to, you know, to chef and I'm going to be like, uh, <laughs> what? Yes. Like, I don't even Same. remember what that person just said to me. Like, I, I go dying. into a room and I'm like, why did I come in here? Yeah. I was and dying like, at your shoot. TikTok. That was something like that. I think you shared something where it like, yeah. you're, you're trying to think yeah. of too many things at once. So you're just like walking mm-hmm. in like a circle because yeah. you you're don't like remember glitching. what you were. It yeah. was like, I'm glitching because I can't. You're it was like, you go out. this way and then go <laughs> Listen, it's those so servers true. will learn as they get older. No, they're, they're not going to be able to do that. So you got to write stuff down. Then you don't have to deal with like, luckily, I'm chill about that. Like, I'm probably not going to say anything. I'm I'm too chill where there could be customers that are going to be pissed that you didn't write something down and you messed up their particular order, you know? Yeah. So that was my first one. I've been keeping that one in the... in the backlog for a while the next one ooh, this one really pisses me off there is nothing worse than when you go to like let's say target and you grab a cart and it's a shitty cart and you didn't know and you go to start walking and then the wheel starts squeaking or it can't turn and you're like oh my god i can't go all the way back and put it back, they're going to think I'm stealing something or something weird. Yeah. And you got to walk with a squeaky, <laughs> shitty cart the whole time. I get the dead wheel where, like, the one front left wheel is dead. So it's, like, scraping <laughs> against the ground while I'm going to get eggs. So embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, first of all, stores need to do away with the metal carts. And yeah. we need to all we need to move to plastic because yeah. those are like just like I'm sure just better overall, but like they're just they're they're smoother and they're not there's not like room for like rust like yes. on, the, on the metal ones. The worst is when like and and yeah, like going back to the beginning of the store and like doing something weird with the cards is like so embarrassing. It's sketch. I don't want to do that. I don't know yeah, why. Like, it's I'm sketch, not going out the door, sketch. I promise. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> I feel the oh same way. God. I I always feel like um there's nothing worse than even having to leave the store when you haven't gotten anything cuz then you feel like they're going to think <laughs> that you stole something. I'm weird about that. I'm always in my head about it. But now I'm to the point where I have to go like at Target, I make sure I scope out a cart that looks like it's newer. Like fresh <laughs> off the line. I'm like, "Please, please." But there's even risk. There's a chance I something know. happened know. you know someone was carrying yeah. out a 75 inch tv on that bad boy and hit the wheel <laughs> and it destroyed it but yeah. uh that's been pissing me off <laughs> so that's so true though and like so like when i go out if i if i go out with the kids i'll put connor my youngest who's almost three in the cart because that boy is gonna run all the way down the aisles if i don't so then like if it's a bad cart not only am i trying to push a cart, a bad cart, but a heavy cart. 
So um, I'm like veering off Brutal. like into the wrong yeah. thing and it's heavy. Yeah. And it's not doesn't even have anything in it yet. So then uh-huh. if I add stuff, it's like it's even, even worse. worse. It's the heaviest thing. You can't <laughs> take turns. It's either you either can't move the cart, you get the one that's bad that you can't move, or you get the one that's squealing the whole time, and you think (laughs) the whole store can hear you, and everyone's looking, but they're not. Uh (laughs) So I probably should have brought that one up first, because that one's been killing me. Uh, Oh, my God. My next one, this is particular, but I'm sure it happens at most restaurants, but do you ever go to IHOP, or have you been to IHOP? Yeah. Why do they give you the smallest plate for your pancakes? Why do they do that? Like, I guaranteed know exactly what you're spilling the syrup on the fucking table. And there's nothing worse. I don't know if it's because I have, like, the ick from childhood and eating cotton candy at, like, a Tigers game. And then you have sticky hands for, like, the next three hours. I don't want to touch syrup or get syrup anywhere on me without a wet wipe somewhere. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, why do they they give the smallest plates? I went to IHOP recently, and it's like you get this huge stack of pancakes with a plate that literally just fits (laughs) the, the, like, circumference of the damn pancake. And then the butter and the syrup always get on the table. And it always goes over and you feel like there's no room for air while you're eating off of that plate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, when you go to an IHOP, there's something sticky, whether it's It's the menu Mm -hmm. or it's like the side of the table that they forgot to wipe. Like one of the underneath the table was washed. Yes. The forks. (laughs) It's always that's the stickiest place of all time. I know. And like, because a lot of times, obviously there's kids that go to Mm -hmm. IHOP, right? It's a fun, it's a fun afternoon, but yeah. Like, so do you Here, here's a very specific question. Do you cut up the pancake first and then put the syrup on, or do you put the syrup and the, and the butter on first and then cut it? I cut last, but it is more efficient to cut first and then syrup. But I've just never done that, probably because I'm sketched that it's going to get cold or something. Like, yeah. I need a fresh bite well, every time. I feel like you'll, you're will you less likely to make a mess if you cut first and then put syrup on. Yeah. But if you put syrup and butter on, then it's like pouring over. Right. And then when you cut into yes. it, it's just exploding. But I agree. <laughs> Even cutting on those fucking plates I know. is like yeah. an operation game, like. It's the scariest thing ever that you're going to lose a man down on the side overboard. Why? You have these big ass plates for omelets and uh, like uh-huh. hash brown combos. You're telling me you can't just throw the pancakes on there yeah. for me, please? Yeah. Or just like one inch. Give me a one extra inch. Just just Like circumference. Inch. That's all you need. Just a little <laughs> bit for like the just in case. The spillage. The net. The, the secure. Yes. And it's like, I know if I go to ask for that, they didn't write it down and they don't give me the damn plate. So I don't even do it. (laughs) If if there's syrup, if syrup gets on your fork, that's not the, not the, not the, the 
the prongs. It's oh, on the handle. Yes. You like can't figure out where the syrup is coming. You're from screwed because it's on mm -hmm. your finger and then it's on the top and then it's on the side. But and then you wipe the fork, but then you don't wipe your finger and then it's back. on the fork. Yes, that <laughs> is so exactly what happens. I literally think I had that happen to me before I wrote this down. Like, I think that's what finally pissed me off. And I'm like, nope, I'm talking about this. Because then it like, plus then it, it almost like it dry sticks permanently on yeah. your fork. And then your forks get uh -huh. weird and damaged the whole rest of the time. So yeah. And then you take a dry ass napkin and you try to yes, and then it wipe sticks. this syrup. Yeah, it'll keep the napkin residue on the damn fork. <laughs> oh, so here's a specific question for you. If you had a breakfast like that. In what order do you eat things and do you need to like um, – do you need to clean anything in between if that makes sense? So I'll eat – so if I say I get like eggs, bacon, Hash browns or something. And hash browns uh -huh. like in that. Yeah. So I'll usually eat the eggs first. Same. Because I don't want them to get cold and they're probably Same. already cold. Like, let's be let's be mm -hmm. real. When they hit your when they hit your table, they're they've chilled. They're already chilled just from the breeze of walking from the kitchen to the to the table. Eggs are cold. So I'll eat those first just to get it over with. And um and then I'll usually just like mix it up, but I don't. I don't like syrup at, on my eggs. I no. don't like that. So I'll have to eat the eggs first because I don't want there to be any I'm contamination the into the eggs. Yes. Now bacon is fine. Sausage is fine. Like if it gets right. a little syrup on it, I don't really care. Uh, and I'm also like that with hash browns. I don't want. I don't want syrup on the hash browns either. Same. That's also weird. Yeah. So I'll usually I'll ha I have to make sure that the fork is is thoroughly syrup free if I'm going back to the hash browns yeah. or, or in between. Eggs. I don't want to bring over. I don't want to bring over the egg or hash brown to my s pancake. <laughs> I'm weird. So I'll clean. Yeah. And because what I do is I eat because the eggs are already semi cold. I mix it with the hash mm -hmm. browns and I eat it that way like a mixed thing. Oh, because okay. the hash yeah, browns yeah, yeah. are still a little bit warmer, like crunchy. Yeah, warms it up a little bit. And then I have to wipe to get to the pancake. I have to. And then if I'm going back from the pancake to the egg mixture, I have to wipe again. I'm very particular with that. <laughs> so do you wipe like with your mouth? Or no, do no, you no. Wipe like I wipe with the napkin. Yeah, I'm weird oh. about forks in general. Like I know I'm, you are. I'm putting like uh, just like 25% of <laughs> anything. My mouth. I'm only using a small percentage. I don't want to even think about where that fork's been. <laughs> like I won't even let oh it touch my, my teeth. I barely. And then I'm sketched. There's nothing worse. This is a side grind my gears. When you get like a hint of lipstick still on your coffee cup. And you're like, oh god! Some ninety-year-old was sucking face on this coffee cup. She had like six coffees before me. It's like imprinted. I can't stand that. Oh my god! See, but I, I won't of complain. course, this is something. <laughs> this is not something that is surprising to me at all about you because uh -huh. one thing, one thing you need to know about Jeff is that he he wouldn't use people's forks. No, I didn't trust. 
I never would trust, like, even if I thought you were clean, I never would trust what you've done with that or if, like, you cleaned it thoroughly or not because I feel like I was scarred younger from, like, <laughs> going to friends' houses and having that. And I'm like, ooh, because there were times I can remember that I would be, like, eating dinner at a friend's house and there's, like, food on the fork. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I'm not going to say anything and I'm, like, holding back gags as I funnel food in my mouth (laughs) and now i was scarred from that but i will say i am much better about that but when it comes to those restaurants like no i am not putting the whole fork in my mouth and cleaning it with my mouth before i go back into the pancake it's definitely some some napkin action (laughs) but then if it's syrupy then you're getting this we're going back to to square one you're getting let's put this very rarely do I try to go to the pancakes before I've consumed the the main stuff. Usually I just wait for the pancakes for the end. And because yeah, the plates are so true. bad, what I do is I put that tiny plate of pancakes on top of the big plate that I just finished food yeah. on. And then I have more <laughs> room for air. So now the whole that's world true. knows that, my technique. That's a good... that's a good tactic for sure i've developed that technique okay so my fourth one i understand why they exist but i'm so sick of paper straws i almost said plastic straws paper (laughs) straws are the worst no no i don't they like disintegrate they disintegrate you cannot like i have an iced coffee right now thank god it's a plastic straw rip the turtles but i let these iced coffees sit like i don't chug them so yeah if this was paper by the middle of this podcast it would already be this flimsy you can't even drink it anymore and the worst part this is what really grinds my gears it's in a plastic cup (laughs) you know what i'm saying like Uh you put a paper straw to be more eco-friendly and save the turtles Inside mm-hmm. of a plastic cup. With a plastic lid. Right. Like, at least go mm-hmm. all in. Yeah. At least go yeah. all in. Yeah. I can't stand I, that. <laughs> like, I was watching um, Andrew Santino's stand-up, and he does a bit on this. and Same thing? It's so funny. On on paper straws and how, like, okay. what, like what turtles, like, I've... It, like where oh, are all yeah, the turtles I've seen that, that are dying? Yes. Yeah, from 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 Show me the turtles. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen a turtle with like a plastic straw sticking out of its eye. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Show me the damn turtles <laughs> because Yeah. Well, he's in California, so that's what I was gonna bring up too. Whenever yeah. I go there, it's terrible. That's where it's all oh, um paper straws. And I'm and just it like tastes, dude. It tastes disgust they taste disgusting. The There's Nothing worse. Even in California, you'll get a milkshake and there's a paper straw in it. And you're sucking a milkshake. It's already hard enough to get a milkshake (laughs) through a plastic straw, you know? So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's been in my my backlog of grind my gears, too. The damn paper (laughs) straws. (laughs) But we'll we'll continue to go through our list next time because I still have many more. But that's all I had for today. We can move into our next topic. You can introduce it. Dating in 2023. (laughs) 
So this is a new topic that mm -hmm. we're going to, that we're going to talk about um, because I now am single. And so I am back in the dating world, so to speak. Um, and obviously like everybody else dating, like in per like meeting somebody in person, dating somebody like just meeting them casually at the grocery store or, you know, wherever it really is. It doesn't exist. So obviously that's, that leaves me to online dating, which that is how my ex and I met. So like it was, and back, you know, 12 years ago, it was taboo at that time. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, like everybody's on a dating app. So obviously the, the pool is huge for people that are, that are, you know, doing online dating, but that doesn't mean that that's a good thing. The pool no. is huge, but my God, the pool is, has some interesting fish in it. Very interesting. Yeah, because you're not, you have too much access to everyone else where you're not going to run into all of those people at your local, like, grocery mm -hmm. store or, like, a bar mm -hmm. or something. So yeah. there's plenty of fish in the sea, but now you're seeing all the crazy ones that sit at the bottom of the ocean to have, like, one eye. Yeah. So so part of what I'm going to say is does mix in with Grind My Gears because there's obviously a lot of things that I that are that are wrong with online dating or just dating in general. I think dating in 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 this generation, I think, is difficult to begin with. Mm -hmm. But then you add like. How different people are now and also um, just the fact that people get very confident behind their phones and behind yeah. the internet. So it's like, it's just very, um, it's wild. It's wild out there. So like <clears throat> my big thing that I'm kind of currently seeing is like what blows my mind. And this doesn't necessarily bother me, but it blows my mind at how many people are in like polyamorous relationships. Yeah. Like that's very people, popular now. Yeah. yeah, like people like either who are ma who are married, you know, man, man and woman married looking for like a third woman usually to come mm -hmm. into the relationship and like be their third or <clears throat> a man is seeking just like another wife. Like mm -hmm. it's like it like I'm not judging like obviously, you know, whatever you and your you, in yeah. your spouse are comfortable with and like what you want for yourself and your life great but like that is just so not something that like i would ever be comfortable with but it's just like crazy how many people are just openly like hey i'm married looking for a side piece like whoa yeah, that's crazy <laughs> holy cow but like, that goes mm -hmm. back to the problem in my opinion with those dating apps is they're not like you're looking to find a relationship again. Well, you're you're hopeful mm -hmm. that that's what it would the outcome would be to fall in love with someone again. The dating apps have become so transactionary. Yeah. Like it's a transaction. And that's yes. where that's like coming like, okay, it's almost like posting on Facebook Marketplace and being like I'm looking for a couch. They're like I'm looking for a yeah. third. <laughs> My wife's uh -huh. cool with this. It's so yeah, transactionary, yeah, yeah. but that's terrifying like 
that's defeating when you're on the dating apps for the right reasons, seeing stuff like that, you know? Right. Well, and like, again, like if that's your thing, great. But like, it's, it's so hard to like sift through like all the things that are just out there now that like are not my thing. And like, there's also something where these, where people are putting like their personality types, but they're all like in abbreviations. So like I'm over here, like a grandma, like Googling what these abbreviations mean. And it's like introverted, you know, blah, blah, blah. And extroverted. But I'm just like, I can't, like what happened to like outgoing and yeah. like shy? Simple. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like Googling like ENMJ and I'm like, I don't even know. It's just, it's There's like it's acronyms crazy. and nicknames for stuff now. Yes. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm a, I'm a this or I'm a that, you know, no, no, um, no this and that. Like just like words that I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I feel so old. Because, like, now, granted, th- these are men that are in my age group because, obviously, I'm able to choose the age group that I see. So, it's, like, it makes me feel out of touch because if there's men in their 30s or even their early 40s that are, like, I'm an ENMJ, I'm, like, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's just crazy to, like, I've almost had to adjust to, like, the terminology which is which is just crazy to me um so it's been it's been a very (laughs) interesting experience i will also say too like the 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 last thing i'll mention is like there's two types of men that i've learned so far that i've met so far that i've interacted with okay which is why i'm still single so (laughs) there's two types of men there's there's the men that getting a conversation out of them through like text messages mm-hmm. or whatever is like pulling teeth. Yeah. You know, to get more than a one word answer or God forbid they ask a question about me. Mm-hmm. Just poor conversationalists, I think, through text messages. Um, like I, I, I don't even want to know what they're like in person because like your personality should be coming through in, te- right. in text. Yeah. You know, this trying... is 2023. Yeah. It's a mute. You're trying to mutually set up dates. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Get to know one another. It should yeah. be coming through. So if they're not holding a conversation, that's a massive red flag. Why would you want to waste your time with that? Right. Exactly. So like and like there are like a, li- a a group of questions that you ask someone or you text someone like back and forth before you even bother trying to meet them. Because if those answers to those questions are like so not even what you're looking for, I'm not going to waste my time. But if you're like, yes, LOL and mm-hmm. like, ha ha, you know, it's just like what if this would if this is how our life would be like the back and forth. It's just so it's just not good. You have to be able to communicate on all platforms in order to pique my interest. Yeah, at least. And I don't think that's unreasonable. No. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think there is something to be said that maybe maybe I shouldn't even be defending this. 
maybe they are <laughs> so beaten down by how bad the apps are and how yeah. even women that they talk to might randomly ghost them that they don't even want to put in yeah. the amount of effort maybe they did in the beginning. I get that. But then it goes mm-hmm. back to why the apps like probably struggle because there's only really like two types of people that maybe three and your situation is the ideal one there's either people that have never been with anyone and cannot get a girlfriend or boyfriend so they're Mm -hmm. they don't even know how to interact or there's people that are just on there strictly for like hooking up yeah and then they don't care about building any type of thing and then yeah tucked in between tucked in between is the small group of people that are looking to get like back into some form of a relationship maybe they came out of a long-term relationship and they're just looking to put themselves out there again but it's so hard to find that or there's a fourth person the crazies Oh, yeah. they're like 40 Uh they've never dated anyone because they're batshit crazy yeah yeah and like I'm a pretty good I I pride myself on being a pretty good like judge of character Mm -hmm. so like even just like from your profile and like how you use um like pronunciation and like how you use punctuation like that's those are all things that like I look for and which is so weird to be like I look for punctuation in a, Mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a mate, you know, it's like so weird. But again, when the only connection I have with this person off the bat is through my phone, there has to be like some, a a bit of your personality kind of shining through. Yeah. Um, And with that being said, your personality should not be a pick of your penis. So that's the other <laughs> the other group of men. Oh. So um <laughs> So there's men who I can't get to resp- I can't get to engage yeah. with me well. And then there's men who think um the average woman enjoy unsolicited pictures of their erect penis. Yeah, that's insane. Um <laughs> that's So insane. again, you're 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 not able to like have witty banter with me about what movies we like but you're you're okay to just like just be like here you go which is the most like let's come to an agreement here that is the least sexy thing about a dude oh (laughs) like like, unless those are professionally shot photos i'm not putting my johnson In anyone's DMs. I'm not even putting them in Natalie's DMs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Unless that shit has a full... professional photo. Well, (laughs) unless it was... It it needed a full hair and makeup, Uh lighting, and certain poses and shit. I am never putting that shit out there. Just (laughs) willy-nilly in my dark room. Are you kidding me? I can't even imagine the poses because like... they're all probably the same poses. Like all the dude uses the same shit. It's so bad. And so like this is a co- this is a conversation I have often with the people around me who I'm close with. I'm like men and women are different, right? We know this. Uh, my brain works differently than your brain. And this is why this like this these conversations between you and I are fun because you can give the male perspective and I can give the female perspective. But I think you and I t- will agree that like 
a woman is not attracted to a penis alone. No. A there are some men that are attracted to a vagina alone. Oh, 100%. because I think yeah. So like that's what's that is what is different between men and women. But the fact that men don't know that right, you should still, know that. Still, you're you know you're 35 years old. You've been in a relationship. You haven't been in a relationship. You've just lived your life for 35 years. You should know that I'm not going to respond to a unsolicited dick pic and just be like, oh, yeah. yeah like, no. no. Oh, no. And there's response. no way that they get those responses. If they do, the chick is absolutely toying with them because that oh, is one, the least attractive 1, thing. 1,000%. It's one in every 10,000 women that are like, yes. Yeah. Because again, whatever is a, is attached to that appendage is what most women are attracted to. Their whole entire body. Yes. Do I find the male body attractive? Yes. But again, you it's not just that part that's attractive. It's right. everything else. So – it's like if anything, that part can be repulsive. Just that oh part alone. God. You get what I'm saying? And like, and I'm sorry, but they don't all look the same. So <laughs> when when you've got like an outlier, it's almost like worse because you're like, oh dear God! Like you're like, I never so... thought I'd see that. Again, I don't want to like put anybody down. I don't want to, I don't want to like make them feel bad. I don't, I don't like say like, ew, that's disgusting. Like right. I don't You're not shame shaming them in them, any way, but they but put it's it just out like, there again. Yeah. Like again, you're, you're trying to attract me to you and the way that you're doing it is just all wrong. There's nothing grosser than balls. No. Okay. I'm sorry, but like, why why like again i'd rather you show me like 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 your calf muscle mm -hmm. like I don't, I'm right like, I, <laughs> I know it's just it's insane it's, it's insane. the worst thing um and it's also like i don't ever say like yeah show it to me uh -huh. and so it's like the way that they send it is like i'll they'll be like oh you know i'll be like so what do you do for work you know one of those very generic you know whatever and They'll be like, oh, I'm this or that. And then they'll be like, what about you? And I'll be like, oh, I'm a nurse practitioner. And then they'll be like, oh, um, can you nurse me back to health? And then it'll be like oh, a, a penis. I thought you were going to be like, like, they're like, I work at Johnson & Johnson. And then they <laughs> <laughs> they just said they're dead. I mean, something like they'll they'll try to like any way they can swing the conversation to just like send it. Uh-huh is it just shows you the, that the male gaze is just completely different than the female gaze <laughs> and and 100 it's it's it, very different the male desire is like unfortunately we all have it in us is to to hook up you know what i mean yeah. and to assert right. some form of dominance and that's probably how it is but that's just insane to me any sane guy should be like no definitely don't want to show that that's supposed to be your yeah. like um that's also supposed to be your like like ace you know what i mean well, like you're yeah, you're about like, to hook up you... and then you whip it out and they're like oh fuck yeah like yeah. you don't need to you don't go you don't show the ending of a movie before <laughs> you just don't that's why exactly would they want to watch the movie 
Yeah, that's ex- and that's what I like. That's what I think is like, why are you showing me all that you've got? Like, where's the mystery? Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the buildup? Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, we'll get there. But like, not right off the why? bat. Not within 30 minutes of me yeah. like messaging or no. you messaging me like. Okay, it's like okay now. Okay, cool. Like, all right, what like what else is there? Like yeah, there's at least there's... put like a car hard on and chop some fucking wood or something instead of video. Right? That. Like, like give me give me show give your me beard that. something, you know yes. what I mean? Show your yep. a, a burly mm-hmm. dude who's yes. who's just trying to meet someone and then figure yeah. that else out down the line. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I I wonder like how many women send because now I'm thinking like shoe on the other foot again. Like, mm-hmm. are there women that straight up just do that right away too? Because there probably are some, but I, f- I feel like that's impossible. Like women are more, I wouldn't, I don't want to say self-conscious because men are self-conscious too, but they're not going to feel so confident to be like, here's my fucking cooch. You know what I mean? No, right off the no, bat. No, no. How confident no. do you have to be? Well, and that's the thing, though, is like I uh, first of all, I don't have the confidence for that. And second of all, like that's my my mindset is like, why would I who are you to either a assume I would show you that or b like, I don't even know you like I'm yeah. certainly not going to like, I don't know. I'm like more. I don't know. It, 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 everybody is so different and. I am more of a like that part comes after the emotional connection. And that I think is where, again, the difference between men and women is I have to be emotionally connected to you before I'm like really, really physically attracted to you. Which makes so like initial initial attraction physical attraction is there but then if your personality sucks then it's like gone so -hmm. it's like i have to know that like you're emotionally attractive before i'm act like physically attractive enough to even consider showing you any of that which is how that's the difference people should be but the more that i'm thinking about what you're telling me now (laughs) the more i'm getting (laughs) pissed because technically that's like so wrong like it's it should be illegal (laughs) could you imagine if you went up to someone at the bar and you're like hey what do you do for work and then they're like nurse practitioner and then they just flash their johnson at you (laughs) they would be arrested on the spot right and that's like where i'm just like that's that's what i mean when it's like when we say like people are brave obviously behind the internet and like they have this like the audacity to do that type of thing because there's no consequences from it. And mm-hmm. they may, they're hoping, you know, that they're, I'm going to be that one person that's like, great, you know, mm-hmm. sign me up. The one so, of a thousand. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, again, it, it's shows a sign of like lack of maturity. It shows a sign of what they're looking for which is different than what i'm looking for which again it it doesn't offend me that you sent a picture of your of your very very sad looking penis but i don't (laughs) but again it's like that isn't like what i'm 
here for. Yeah. So, you know, well, know. it's I wild. You it's wild. Have better luck on the dating apps, but I feel <laughs> like everyone that I've spoken to about the dating apps, some have had success. Like it's rare, yeah. but some have had success. The other ones that I've spoken to pretty much said that they once they swore off the dating apps and then they like gave up. They found someone because they stopped like yeah. searching for it. So really, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. down to always if we can start to have a segment where we have like yeah. <laughs> the dudes I, of the listen, week. Listen, I already. Oh yeah, already. Uh, I mean, I've that's I've just broken the surface. I mean, so there's there's many other things we can talk about, and as time goes on, there's going to be you know more and more things that we can that i can bring up for sure i'm excited for that because i send the tiktoks to you of people's like dating profiles and how they <laughs> they do the audios because there's audios now they can leave and they answer the questions so bad <laughs> like because a lot of older, older men those ones kill yeah me. i laugh so hard if they like go to record and they didn't even know that they started it and that it's yeah. like it's like an audio that you hear their computer so in the background only Oh, I know. So it's so funny. <laughs> so we'll transition to more of the popular culture topics. I wanted to talk about Matthew Perry a little bit. Obviously, he passed away a little while ago, but the Friends cast finally posted some things uh, regarding their friendship with him and just how they're grieving and stuff like that. And then I want to talk about Alan Wake, the video game we've been playing, Alan Wake 2. So let's talk about the Friends cast the reason I want to talk about it is because we found it very strange that they were silent for a long time after he passed away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now they just recently, it was this week, right? Like they just recently posted. Yeah. How yeah, weird is it they all posted at the same time? I know. So I, you and I are not conspiracy theorists, right? Right. We don't, we don't give in to stuff like that. Usually, we Obviously there was a lot of, yeah, we usually we make fun of those people because like, they're so out of touch with reality. Mm -hmm. But this just felt weird to me. So obviously, like, I I was with the majority of the world, like, when I felt very sad about Matthew Perry dying because, obviously, he did bring so much joy to people for such a long time. And you could just tell, like, when it comes to, like, celebrities and stuff, you can tell when – when people are genuine, right? When right. when people truly are genuine people, when like there isn't a person in in Hollywood that would say anything negative about them. And so like, and obviously like I have a, uh, like a soft spot, so to speak, for people that do struggle with addiction. So like, I don't know, like when I, f when I found out he died, like it was really, really sad. Like it bothered me. Mm -hmm. Um, like, there's just been certain celebrity deaths that, like, I truly, like, still think about that, like, really different. genuinely bother. Yeah. yeah, like, bother me, like, genuinely. Um, Twitch being one of those that I was just thinking about the other day as well. Mm -hmm. One that just, like, truly, truly makes me feel so sad. Yeah. But, so obviously, like, there was, there was speculation at first, like, about how he died because it's, it, it's supposedly he drowned in his hot tub and that he didn't have, um, apparently didn't have, like, like, sedatives or alcohol, I guess, like, in his system, so they say. So, like, obviously, there's, that's weird to begin yeah. with, right? 
um, there must have been something in his system that caused him to either go unconscious or there was a reason, right? So obviously we all have this like thought in our brains that like those six people, those six actors, those six human beings are all extremely close. Right. So it felt so weird that like after he died, it wasn't like just an outpouring of like stuff from those five other people that supposedly are so incredibly linked with each other. Yeah. Like they're so, one like, the, person. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are the friends cast. So again, from what they made it seem at the reunion and whatnot is like, you know, that they are all, they all care about each other significantly. Obviously mm -hmm. they were all very worried about him because he did struggle but it was so weird to me so weird. that like it was weeks before we heard from any of them. And then it's all at the same time and it feels so like it feels so dehumanizing. It feels so Hollywood PR. Like, are you kidding me? Well, well, the the, the Hollywood PR thing um really rubbed me the wrong way when they finally did like release a statement like oh, from yeah. the other five and like it was group. like as a group yeah as oh. a group you know david schwimmer and you know like like listed on like together we are you know we're working through the group like that's so icky to me because it's like if that genuinely was your like brother and your like somebody that you loved and you truly just like cared about like you would be like posting pictures of them and yeah like showing the world how much you did love them because you're you're a public you know you're you'd in the grieving, public eye you'd like, be grieving publicly correct 100 so it was so weird that like they put that out and then they then like nobody heard from them and then obviously they all went to his funeral but and then for them to all post their like Matthew Perry, you know, grieving posts within like 24 hours of mm -hmm. the, of each other. It's so staged. It's just so weird. It's so disingenuous. Yeah, I think. And like some of them, I read. I mean, all of them, I read, and I felt something because I just feel so deeply yeah. sad. Because we've talked about it. Natalie loves. I love Friends too, but she's obsessed with Friends. Mm -hmm. She that's her comfort thing. She turns on before bed. And yeah. um, we grew up with that. So reading those posts made me deeply sad. But then just some of them didn't feel like they had as much effort put into them as the others. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just felt weird about that, too. I just I just feel bad for him because what he went through, the fact that he should have, you know, we shouldn't even be talking about this right now. Like. They should have all lived into their like 70s, 80s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then just how those should have been some of the closest people to him in his life and how staged Hollywood PR everything was handled. And I don't buy the excuses of like, well, they're grieving. They want privacy. They'll do it in, in due time. 
okay, well then why when they do do it in due time, it's in sync. Like they all had a stage, like they had to send right. their posts to their publicist to make sure that they can post right. it kind of a thing. To clear it. Just well, yeah, so because weird. grief has no, grief has no timeline, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously I know that firsthand. So like for you guys to be like all comfortable, like and ready at the same time right. to be like, this is what I felt about this person. Like it just seems seems icky to me yeah, like so post icky. don't post post yourself crying don't push yourself like it's just be genuine you know yeah like other members like extras in that show had posts yeah the day of yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just yeah. like uh i feel strange but which which one of the cast members posts hit you the most um probably Jennifer Aniston's. Yeah. Mine was Jennifer Aniston and Joey or Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. 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 Like I felt the feels on that. And then that just the picture that Jennifer Aniston's had, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the text. Was, yeah. Like yeah, the text. From I was him so deeply stuff. sad. David Schwimmer looks like he's got to be a douche. His was like oh, yeah. he's... short and sweet. Like I could yeah. tell he's the one that doesn't truly give enough about the rest mm-hmm. of them. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, so. he was always he's always been known though to be not a very nice person. Like Yeah, I that makes me that, feel terrible that. because I like Cross as a character and he cracks me up, but then you know <laughs> he's a terrible person, but I feel weird now when Nat has it on cuz I just feel still so deeply sad about it. It's almost like I when I still see things about Kobe Bryant and his daughter, I like mm. feel the worst pit in my stomach. So now that show is almost ruined for me because I just feel, I just feel so bad, you know. I know, and Chandler was my favorite. Right, he was my he was my favorite character. We've talked about it before. Yeah, and and it's it's not going to be the same, obviously, because you know, I mean, obviously, the show is is has been over for so long, and it's, but still, it's just like to to you you almost feel like he is Chandler Bing. Yeah. So like you think of them like they should be, you know, in their late fifties and sixties uh-huh. now, like living their life, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's, it's almost like when you see the show and you see Chandler story and you see Chandler and Monica's story, it's like, well, we know it ends early because he's dead now. So yeah. it's like, it, you can't, it doesn't you can't carry like, the same take the way. two away. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's deeply not... sad, but I hope we don't find out more news of something bad. But I know you and I would be interested for whatever. Oh comes my out. god! You know, I know we're gonna be researching the shit out of it. But okay, let's uh, end the show talking about a video game that we've been playing. There's been a lot of video games that have been coming out that I just feel like are just stuck on the back burner for me because it's it's hard to find time for certain things. And you probably feel that way. It's like, do I want to read tonight or do I want to do mm-hmm. this or do I want to do yeah. that? So yeah. there's nothing that's really drawn me in enough. And then mm-hmm. Alan Wake 2 came out. So the first game came out, I think, in 2009, 2010. Um, I loved it. It was super cool. It was creepy. Um, awesome storyline. So I've been anxiously awaiting a sequel. And then they finally announced Alan Wake 2. 
And there was time from the announcement until last month before it actually came out. So I feel like it lost hype and it wasn't talked about as much or something. I almost forgot it was coming out, basically. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it came out and it's getting these rave reviews and it's already nominated for Game of the Year. And I just wanted yeah. to talk about our experiences with it and like what we love so far about that game. I just beat it and... In my personal opinion, it's one of the best games I've played in a really long time. So I yeah. wanted to get your thoughts on it. Sure. What do you love about so, it so far? So, yeah, I mean, I obviously I don't have a, a, a neither one of us have a lot of free time, right? Um, I obviously have more time now because the, my kids are only with me half the time. So I do have a little bit more free time than I have before. Um, so and so like video games tend to be like lowest on my list unless it's one that like is really, really good. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously there's like certain franchises that I, you know, that I, um, that I do really love to play. So like if there's ever a remake or, or one that, um, you know, that they come out with, I'm always going to play it, but I did, I've never played Alan Wake. I didn't play the original. Um, but, because it got so much hype and you recommended it strongly, I was like, it's basically you're playing a horror movie, like, you know, so it's like that. And that obviously I, I love horror movies and I love scary stuff. I love suspenseful mm-hmm. stuff and I love playing video games. So like, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. So then when you mentioned it and then Derek, my ex mentioned it to me as well. Um, I was like, okay, I, it's, it's, I got to get it. So I got it. And with the little time that I've been able to play it, I feel like I've um, gotten like a decent amount um, amount completed and it is really, really good because I love games where you have to figure stuff out. I don't mm-hmm. like games where you just go around just shooting people all the time and like the yeah. whole goal there's is like puzzles. Like, yeah, there's like puzzles and there's there's like different, you know, you have to have different strategies and there's yes, you have to, you know, you have to beat certain like enemies and stuff, which I do like because there has to be that element of like the scare and the surprise. Threat. Yeah. Um, the threat. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of the best of both worlds. And also it's very creepy. So like oh, you so have creepy. to Yeah. So like you 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 not only have like the aspect of you have to really be pay attention to things and you have to be able to like, you know, keep track of, of the clues and like where things are and all of that. But then you also have the element of threat where things are going to pop up and you never feel safe ever. No, no. When you play, so you play as two different characters. You can switch between Alan Wake and the FBI detective. When you play as Alan Wake I almost like dreaded it, even though I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. I dreaded it because it's like so trippy. It's yeah. you never feel safe with him because there's like shadows right. all around. But I just love how doesn't it feel like they took everything good from the horror games that we grew up with or we just have a special place in our heart and they just built off of that. Like the enemies do not go down easily. Like you have yeah. to hit them a certain way. You have limited ammo at times, so you Mm -hmm. have to use it strategically or you're, like, stressed that you're going to run out of ammo. And then they Mm -hmm. have, like, a limited storage, like Resident Evil, you know, where you have to be strategic about what you keep. And I just think that 
like the mechanics of that's amazing but then when they add like the vast story that feels like you said like you're playing a movie or like a show could come out about this and i'd watch it yeah it would be genuinely good it's chilling and it's good the Mm -hmm. graphics are amazing it's the first game that i've played in my opinion on all these next generation consoles that feels like oh this feels next generation you know what i mean because some of the levels if you've noticed this like it's cool how they instead of a loading screen they almost like transition into one another in a trippy way have you noticed that Mm -hmm. yeah instead of like just a loading screen so that's like next gen to me they're like taking advantage of the power of how they build the game so they can do it that way but the sound is good like the music Mm -hmm. and how creepy it makes you feel it's stresses you out (laughs) it's just like a near perfect horror game to be honest and i i loved it to the point where it's a very long game if you take your time with it and i was sad it was done and my mom a few times when she would come over to visit i'd be playing it and she would get invested and (laughs) she's been checking in she's like did you finish it so i told her i was like yeah i finished it and i'm pretty sad because i didn't want it to end like you want it to end because it's so creepy and scary, but then when it's over, you're like, damn, this sort of got me back into gaming again. That's what I'm always searching for, right? Is like, we're older now. We don't have the time. What can get me feeling like a kid again for a second? We're like, I want to play this after a long day of work or something, you know, a long day with the kids. Yeah. So right. it was definitely up there with me. I guess there's a like once you finish the game you can play it again on like a new mode that's like insanely challenging miss me with that though because yeah i struggled with the normal mode that game is hard like it is hard it's very challenging Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that just added to the stress for me right i mean and i like obviously um the the beginning of the game obviously i'm like learning you know like the ins and outs of it Mm -hmm. and i i was having to do like frequent like searching of walkthroughs and whatnot it's challenging because i'm like i don't know what the heck i'm doing and i'm playing on the easiest mode because i'm a noob and so i'm like i'm like i don't want to get like too freaked out and i don't want to be like too stressed i like the game has to be doable for me to keep my interest so you won't just straight up quit yeah yeah so but even on story mode or whatever, I'm like, you know, trying to figure out how the heck I transport between one storyline and the other storyline mm-hmm. and where I got to go. And like, and I am like, you and I have never done acid before, but it feels like 100%. you took acid and now you're like <laughs> trying to navigate like where the shadows are and yes. like you got to take the light and transfer it from one section to the mm-hmm. other. And I'm just like. Holy it's, shit. It's like if this trippy. was a real situation, I would be screwed. I know. It's, it's challenging, yeah, it's but it really makes you think so you're engaged, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe these dads in your uh your office with the newborns need to quit playing Scrabble and at least be playing Alan Wake at the session. Yeah, I mean at least sense. at least dedicate your time, you know, the the time to, you know, something that's gonna be at least good. Yes. Well, so <laughs> I would say you're probably about halfway, maybe or a little or a little further. Where are you at specifically? So I just got to the apartment. 
Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're. I'm looking for Alice. So if you loved the game, even up to that point, it gets even better. So I'm excited. I so know, we'll, that's what everybody we'll save keeps it. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> it gets even crazier. So we'll save the the final thoughts of it. We'll talk about it next time. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to thank you again for getting together. I know we always talk about it, but it's hard to come by. And I appreciate the time that you take to even meet with me because I know. You enjoy it, I hope. I love I getting together and talking about it and venting about what grinds our gears. So I'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Before I end this episode, I want to shout out the elite supplement brand, Caged. Caged was born of a need for ultra-premium, health-focused products that actually work. If you would like to learn some more about Caged as well as their products, you can click the link in my Instagram bio as well as the link associated with this episode. You can also use my promo code JG15 to save 15% on your order. The well-rounded